Hi, this is Gilbert Gottfried, and you're listening to the Cigar Tipsters Podcast. And uh, thank God it's you listening, because I tried to listen. I heard about two seconds, and they totally sucked. I hope you're not listening for more than two seconds. Because did I mention they totally suck? This is the Cigar Tipsters Podcast. Did you bribe him or something? Yes, I did, literally. (laughs) I was going to say, like, how did you get the parrot from Aladdin? To fucking say cigar tipsters and and that we suck. I don't think he's listened to a single episode. No, he no he hasn't. I doubt no, it. No, there's this. Um, but there's this. Actually, the website is called Cameo. Have you ever been on there? No. But anyway, it's, it's there's a bunch of random, somewhat celebrities. He's probably one of the more famous people on there. But he's also one of my favorite comedians, so that's why I finally broke down. It's like I'm going to do this because you just like, ask him to do it. Yeah, you just you pay you pay the fee, and he'll say whatever the fuck you want, basically. So I I got a bonus. The that's other pretty day, cool. So I, was, I was literally just like, "Fuck it, I'm going to pay the fee, and we're going to go with it." <laughs> Might as well if anybody's going to anybody's going to do anything about it. I figured, what the hell. But that's still pretty like, cool that Gilbert Garner. Oh, yeah. like, it's a god tipsters. God, these guys are terrible. Oh my god, it's actually not a terrible impression. Yeah, actually, these he's guys paid you to do it. What if I listen to more than two seconds, I can't take it anymore. God, yeah. Gilbert. <laughs> yeah, I liked what he said. I was like, I'm glad it's you listening and not me. Yeah. <laughs> no, literally, literally, what I put in the request, I was like, just say hi. This is Gilbert Gottfried. You're listening to Cigar Tips just broadcast. And then I was like, feel free to say whatever. And that's what. <laughs> and that's when he added in. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what we came up with. Oh, I can't believe we got a, a celebrity to mention Cigar That's pretty cool, actually. I know. It was worth the money. Can I share that on Twitter? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'll share it on the Cigar, like the cigar Tips just page on Facebook or whatever. I figured, what the hell? So, hey, by the way, uh, somebody who's really famous talked about us, so that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, um, I'm probably gonna edit this tonight and go ahead and use it. So I'll put it at the <laughs> beginning of the show. So can you and... isolate just the audio portion? Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, I've got to convert it later this evening, but yeah, it'll be um, it'll be like a drop um, for the podcast. That's fucking cool. That's really damn even, cool. That might be the one. I, I, I almost thought about taking Roger out, at least for one episode. And just put Gilbert Gottfried in there, like that little segment? Yeah, put that in there, and then the music plays, and the little woman says, this is the podcast. <laughs> and it's just like, he should. You could do that. You know, play around a little bit. Like, edit a little bit here, and mess this, you know, and see what, what it looks like. Because it might actually be a hell of a cameo to have Gilbert Gottfried introduce <laughs> us. <laughs> it's a celebrity everyone's forgot about to a website nobody knows about, about topics that nobody understands. It's like, Hey, if you don't know anything, come to here. You've got to um, you've got to look up some of his comedy. It is um, it's incredibly vulgar. He's yeah. Uh, is he, is it kind of like a, 
like a uh, what's the guy from Full House? Uh, Bob, Bob Saget. Saget. Yeah, yeah, it's in that realm. Yes, it's in that. Re- okay, all right, that makes sense now. Which actually, is unusual. Actually, Gilbert has a podcast that's about old Hollywood stuff, and um, you would only like it if you're into like you know like the old Bella Lugosi and the old horror films and shit like that. But he does okay. this one episode with Bob Saget that's just random shit for the entire episode. I like Gilbert already. <laughs> he said he's entertaining in a very Gilbert Gottfried way. I don't know of any other celebrity that has that persona. No, or that squints that much when they talk. Oh god, yeah, he doesn't. He never stops squinting. <laughs> it's like he's it's always like, got stuff. He's got sand in his eyes constantly. <laughs> yeah, it, it's like uh, it's almost like he's looking at the sun. But I, you know, maybe it's just a career. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I'm going to tag that because for the man who's always looks like he's staring into the sun and then post that video on Twitter, I'm going to tag Gilbert Gottfried in and I want to see if I can get a reply out of him. He, he usually likes just about anything he yeah. makes him in. So. Yeah. So I was just like, That'll be funny. To get- yeah, I was, I've been thinking about doing that for a long time and I was like, no, I can't spend the money. I can't spend the money. And then I got How much is the fee work. to get him to do it? For him? Oh, God, no. <laughs> you make me not even want to. Oh, okay, well, okay. Then don't tell me. If it's more than enough, then uh, just leave it alone. It's enough so to. It was, you had to pull the trigger bucks. on. It wasn't just like, oh, yeah. sure, I'll go ahead and do this. It's like I had to actually. It, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there, I'll put it this way: there are. Uh, if I hadn't have gotten a bonus the other day, I wouldn't have done it. But I was just like, this is found money. Fucking, I'm going to do what I want to. Okay. With it. Okay. And I'll put it this way: it's one of those like years from now when we look back and like, yeah, dude, we got Gilbert Godfrey to promo for us. Like, that's something we can talk about in our history. Like, yeah, this is how we promoted ourselves. We bribed Gilbert Godfrey. <laughs> Literally. Intro. What if that was, yeah. like, the intro to our success and all of us, like, listeners, like, oh, I want to listen to this guy for whatever reason. It's like our fan base explodes. Well, fuck Gilbert fucking Godfrey. <laughs> Gilbert Godfrey says it sucks. We have to hear it. We have to hear it now because he says it's terrible. Uh, which means we got to... Oh man, we gotta start doing good podcasts. <laughs> We're fine. We actually just start getting our shit together. Oh man, now we have a fan base. You know, it's like two employees that cut up when there's no customers in the room, and then all of a sudden it gets filled with customers. Like, well, fuck! Now we gotta act like professionals. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it's gonna be like. Oh. And, and this episode, because seniors not chaperoning us tonight, maybe yeah. particularly loose, loosey goosey. What's the worst that could happen? <laughs> <laughs> what, what what's the worst that could possibly happen? somebody may comment i've been you, begging to get people to comment on the website or just just anybody say anything i don't care just say hi we, yeah, we do have hello, our uh, say anything we do have our one uh good dedicated fan on twitter um that that usually you know talks good about the show and uh, oh, God, actually it it's the one no it was not ken ball <laughs> uh, i blocked him <laughs> He doesn't even just know who case. we are. It's just you just you send him a request and then he accepts it and then you block him. <laughs> no, uh, the, the the actual Twitter the Twitter user is he's got his name is Martin, but uh, it's probably Mark Martin because it's got a little fancy accent thing over it. But uh, if I'm butchering that, I'm sorry. Uh, but his Twitter name is at Archpaulus A R C H P A U L U S. Archpaulus. He he was the one who also responded to your thing about um, the cigar events the other day. That was him? Uh, oh, Paulus. Yes. Yeah. Oh, not Ken. No, not, not Ken Paulus. <laughs> I thought you were saying Ken was like, 
No, the only <laughs> no, the only thing we're ever going to get from Ken Ball is a cease and desist letter from his attorney. <laughs> it's going to be yeah. what is what is it like a just yeah, just a resisting order like can't neither that or neither <laughs> that or a lawsuit for slander. One of the two. <laughs> we can't slander his name to an audience we don't have. Like we're just what the four people that don't even know you. Hate that'll you act, that'll actually be our defense in court, sir. If no <laughs> one heard this. It can't be slander. What? Nobody knows about it. <laughs> Literally, he was the only person that heard it. It was like in liar Lagos. He's badgering the witness. It's his witness. <laughs> He's badgering his own witness. <laughs> All right. It is, uh, <laughs> yep. Believe it or not, uh, the Cigar Kitchen Podcast. Uh, Junior and Ben are here with you tonight. Senior will be joining us uh, on the next round. We were very impromptu with this one. We did not plan. So, yep. fuck knows what's going to come out of here. We're going to yeah. say what we want, and that's the end of it. So, yeah, that, that's yeah. pretty much it. Yep. Uh, good night. <laughs> 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 Thanks for joining. <laughs> but uh, I tell you, I've got a... Uh, a cigar. Well, I, I say it's in my car, but my car is at the dealership because it broke down last night. But that's a whole other story. Oh. Uh, no. But anyway, I have a cigar in the car. Um, oh. Diesel now has a um, bourbon barrel aged cigar. Okay. Uh, I bought it at a shop in Atlanta because I like the Camacho American barrel aged cigar. But uh, is the diesel version a little stronger or similar? Well, he said the the bourbon aspect is not as potent as the Camacho, but I'm with the diesel, you know, it's going to be at least from a nicotine standpoint, it's going to be a little bit higher octane. Yeah, diesels tend to be kind of like it, like well, diesel, like the fuel is pretty strong. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's actually infused with diesel fuel. Yeah. DEF. <laughs> DEF. Do you know what DEF is, by the way? Diesel emissions. Diesel exhaust fluid. But exhaust I'm, what, fluid, what yeah, I mean is, it. like, what it literally is. Yeah. Yeah, it is diesel exhaust fluid. No, um, I mean, like, what it's made of. It's made of diesel? No. Oh. Uh, if you look on the ingredients list, it is yep. uh, it's like eighty or eighty five percent bovine urea. In other oh. words, cow piss. <laughs> I knew I knew bovine urea. I could have just guessed. <laughs> yeah, it, it's uh, it's a very weird substance, and if you if it dries, if you spill it on something that it dries, it's like this crusty white color. It's really weird. That's gross. Yeah, kind of is, especially when you spill it on yourself. Uh, don't do that. Been there, done that, but uh. anyway. Anyway, been doing. I haven't done much smoking in the past couple of weeks because I had the after I got back from Atlanta and all that stuff. I ended up with the flu. After oh, damn. Senior had it, it's probably his fault that I got it, but who knows? <laughs> I prefer to blame him for things. Anyway, it's easier. You know, it's funny. He actually uh, he trusted me. He he sent uh, his cigar order to my house because I could get it to him faster uh, than him actually going home. He actually trusted me to. Uh, let his cigar sit here for almost a week. Was that a bad idea? No, actually. But have you, have you say true to your word and that. kept him, or have you like, well, no, this, I did finally miss this one. I did finally deliver them. There was, there was a lot of Oliva in there. He went on an Oliva sampler pack run. That's fine. I like Oliva's. Siri G is one of my favorites. You know, I one. got a, um, and I'll have to post some pictures of it. I don't think I posted any pictures of it yet, but I got a, um, a Calibri, it's a, a straight cut uh, with the serrated blade Calibri Firebird. 
Ooh. Uh, got that on cigar bid for like two dollars and fifty cents. But it's actually quite nice. Really, two fifty? Giving it away? You seriously? You uh, for anybody out there that that wants either cheap cutters and lighters or cheap five packs of cigars? Cigarbid.com. Yeah. If you go to the ending soon section, you can snipe stuff just like you do on eBay. It's it's God's gift to cigars in many ways. There is something about and, and the and the cigars. I've ordered them a couple times. You get the same good quality stuff. It's just cheaper somehow because you're bidding on it. I don't know. It's just it's nice. I think it's literally they just sell so much shit that they can afford to take the hit <laughs> on some things. I suppose because. So. And, and Senior will tell you that he's been guilty of getting into bidding wars with people over stuff on there. So and you have those people that will bid, go through a bidding war and then pay too much. So they uh, do make it up somewhere else. Yeah. And like I've gotten like Lasia Blacks. I got those for uh, I think a five pack for $8. Uh, let's see. What else? I, I paid more than that for the one cigar today that I got from Alex Bradley. <laughs> Uh, CAO Extreme, I got those for like it was like ten dollars for a five pack. I mean, you and the thing is, you can take the five pack and you can Google it and immediately see what Cigars International is selling the same five pack for, and find out whether it's a deal or not. You can compare side by side immediately. Oh yeah, so if you're like, I don't know what this cost, just Google it, and Cigars International will show you, and then you're like, yeah, I'm getting the hell of a deal. That's really cool. Now, you've got to... The, the secret I've found to Scarbid is you've got to go... Uh, you can go for popular stuff, but you've got to go for older stuff. Um, hmm. The stuff that's still new is what people fight over. Yeah, if it's like the latest and greatest sort of thing or it made reviews in a magazine, they're like, oh, I, then that's what they'll charge after. But if you go stuff that's... Cla- if you know what the classics are and what's really good and not running any specials on magazines or you know articles then to me that's what you can go get a good deal on um speaking of uh, articles and magazines i have to throw away a quick shout out to our friends at uh trey j who uh ended up appearing in a magazine uh cigar snob magazine that's right good job to him jerry Uh, right on yeah the uh the vicarious red got rated a 90 in cigar snob so very proud of those guys and i know they're Super happy with that uh, that offering there. That is a big boost to their yeah. business. That's that's putting it in up there with the big boys, the famous boys. And for a small time company like this, that's that's I'm really proud of them for that. Yeah, for for a boutique to get that national exposure, that is uh, second to none for sure. Yeah, uh, yep. you, you mentioned paying uh, paying a price for a cigar today. What did you end up with? I got. An Alec Bradley, and I never heard this before, so I was tempted to try it. It is an Alec Bradley Magic Toast, is what it's called. It's a Robusto size. Um, I bought it, and I meant to look it up, and then I got caught up at work, so I'm going to reopen up the uh, the deal. But, you know, I have had great experiences with Alec Bradley. I can't really think of a time when I had an Alec Bradley that I didn't really enjoy. Some I may enjoy more than others, but I've not had a bad experience with us with an Alec Bradley. He does consistent work and I like his personality. I like it, you know, online. Um, he has a good, uh, good organization, good family. 
family brand, so I can't I can't really complain. He's got a pretty big portfolio too. Yeah, it's um, one of my favorites of his. Actually, is one of his cheap ones, the uh, Alec Bradley American Sun Grown. It's like four, maybe five dollars on average for the most part, but it's a superb cigar. It's a small cigar. It's about a I don't know, 25, 30 minute smoke, but I know the, the Prinsada, uh, I'm blanking on names right now. Cause I'm looking the, the magic toast up online. It's got a Honduran wrapper and then Nicaraguan and Honduran binder and filler. So he does a lot of Honduran tobacco, like from Trojas is what he's mentioned. That region of, of Honduras. He really likes that Honduran tobacco. He mixes, mixes it with a lot. Yeah, it looks good. It's got a nice little shade to it there. Looking like, uh, let's see, Cigar Coop gave it a red and white pepper and coffee mix. So that should be a relatively uh, decent little combination there. I'm looking forward to it. It looks good. The pack feels like firm, but not too firm. Not like it's going to crack, but so it feels good in the hand. That's what I was like, okay, well, this is, I like Alec Bradley. I'll give it a shot. So that's what I'll do. No, it's given all the circumstances as of late. It's been a while since we've done one of these, but uh, mm-hmm. what's grinding your gears tonight? What's grinding my gears? Okay, so I will tell you what's grinding my gears. So what it is, premium cigar makers who advertise next to non-premium tobacco or cigar makers. Now, why do I bring this up and what am I talking about? So the reason why I'm bringing this up is because I'm con- a little confused by the situation. So every year, for the past 15 years or so, there's been an event called the TPE, or Tobacco Plus Expo. It's a catch-all event that's put on by Tobacco Media Group, uh, which also publishes Tobacco Business Magazine, where I found the original article on this information. Um, and they're a subsidiary of Cretec International. I've mentioned them before in a previous article, but that's who they're subsidiary of. Uh, for premium tobacco makers, as well as alternative tobacco products such as, you know, vape, CBD, oil, and things of that nature. So for the past 15 years, they've had this event. And, you know, anybody who is relative to premium tobacco or not can go to this event, and everybody's one big happy family. Well, here's the thing. At this event, everyone has a chance to make their case when it comes to finding their niche in the marketplace. Uh, this tobacco and tobacco alternative lifestyle is becoming ever more increasing in popularity and larger pieces of public market share. Look, if you want to enjoy premium cigars, vape, CBD, or whatever, you're free to do so. That's your right, and it's no one's business but your own. And this all sounds nice, except for one thing. One major factor that has changed in the past couple of years is the U.S. FDA. From a couple of years ago. Now, the US FDA, for some bizarre reason, has become a bunch of ignorant tight asses who decided to regulate everything, including premium tobacco and cigars. We all remember back in 2016 when they chose option one. Now, the FDA doesn't really give a shit about public health, saving the children. They do to some degree, you know, saving the environment and all that. But these are some excuses. That some six-figure income complacent white-collar person thinks that they're self-righteous. So, in 2016, when the FDA chose option one to regulate all smoking products of any kind, including cigars. But, 
Not since Enrique Sanchez, a 1502 cigar, submitted the first lawsuit against the FDA have we, as a cigar community, been fighting to be exempt from the FDA's ruling for ultra-regulation. And the reason why is because the case we made was that we're a historical product. We are not harming children. We are compliant to local and state rules, so forth and so on. So in short, we, the premium tobacco industry, don't really care if you tax the hell out of anyone else. Just please don't touch our precious cigars, okay? And yet, at this expo, we all come together, quote-unquote, as one big happy family, and we're all suffering from the FDA, and we all need to help each other, and no, no, we do not need to come together as one big happy family. We, the cigar consumers, retailers, distributors, blenders, whoever else, have spent tens of thousands of dollars, I would say hundreds of thousands of dollars, for lobbyists, paid advertisements, and we have shown support for Senator Marco Rubio from Florida, who in my opinion, is a little lackluster at best, but he's better than nothing at all. All of this to be, quote, different from alternative products, such as CBD oil, vape juice, and all of that. My point is this. If we're going to make a case in Congress and the Senate that premium cigars are different than everybody else, then we should stop trying to be like everyone else. Either we are different from the alternative lifestyle community, or we are not. But don't ask to be exempt from government regulations while at the same time setting up your booth next to a vape shop and giving away tote bags of goodies to newcomers. So if you or anyone has an opinion on this rant, please feel free to comment or email us by visiting www.cigartipsters.com. Back to you, Mark. Yeah, I definitely agree that, I don't know, It's we're fighting so hard to be this one segment, this premium tobacco segment that it's right. just tobacco and to we don't need to associate with the heathens um, well and that's the thing so I'm not saying there's anything wrong with enjoying I'm just going to call it the alternative lifestyle if you want to do CBD or vape or whatever you know smoke a bong I, I, nobody really cares my, my concern is not what you as a free American choose to do with your time my concern is that we come I think we're losing credibility when we go to the government to say, please don't regulate us, but regulate everybody else because we're not part of that niche. And then you go to a giant party and hang out with everyone that you just got done telling the government they're okay to regulate, but not you. So it's, you're trying to have your cake and eat it too. And I'm trying to figure out, because I mean, people were there like Drew Estate, E.P. Carrillo, Michael Herklotz. These are big names in the cigar industry. And I get that they're all there to say, look, this is, you know, the market is changing and you want to discuss what you want to discuss. And if there was no FDA regulation issue going on right now, nobody would give a shit. You know, you want to go there and say, I'm premium tobacco and blah, blah, blah. That's fine. I just don't understand asking for one thing and then doing something else. It just, it just doesn't make sense. And I'm, I feel like I'm missing a giant piece here, but I, don't, I just don't get it. Like, how does, how does everyone else view us the premium cigar industry who's fighting to be free from FDA regulations. And yet I don't see us going there and lobbying for them saying, Hey, so you should not, ex- you should exempt premium cigars and everyone else. We don't say that. We just say premium tobacco because we're quote different. Fine. So I help me understand why the hell we're doing this. <laughs> Unfortunately I can't because it just flat out doesn't make sense. 
It, it doesn't make sense. And, that, and maybe it's rhetorical, but that's, that's my beef. It's just like we're fight. Everybody here online and us and the community, you know, abroad is vocalizing their, their anger for the way that the government is treating us and, and shutting down, you know, stores and online and all this stuff. Uh, and yet we're leaving, we're kicking the little guys out. And yet we're going to party with them. So they're good enough to hang out with, but they're not good enough to be tax exempt. You know, I, I don't know. I just, I just don't get it. Basically, you'd, you'd bang them, but you wouldn't marry them. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, I, I wouldn't call them the next morning. <laughs> yeah, so they're exactly. good for that one night romp, but I'm one not going to call you the next morning. <laughs> yeah. Oh, such a complicated yeah. world in, in which yeah. we live. Okay. Uh, we're, we're from the government. We're here to help. That's the worst. I think Reagan said that's the worst words you could ever hear. I'm from the government and I'm here to help. Um, That's when you know you're about to get a stick up your ass. Yep. Now, I want to talk about something that's a little more fun uh, before we get into the next topic. So I was thinking of something on the way to work. And I decided to jot it down a little bit. And I wanted to see if you feel the same way. So let me bring this up. It's about Rocky Patel. Okay, everybody's mm. favorite. Everybody loves Rocky Patel for some reason. Mr. Um, Scoop of Chocolate. It's, <laughs> he has a very unique persona. Now, I will grant you this. I do enjoy Rocky Patel cigars. One of the first cigars I ever fell in love with was a Rocky Patel decade. Uh, it was, like Rocky described it, it was rich, full-bodied, full of characters, so forth and so on. It was, it was a wonderful smoke. It was very memorable to me. So I do enjoy his work. He is also on the board for Cigar Rights of America, and he has publicly on television, on newscasts, on podcasts, or whatever, he has vocalized his fight against the FDA and has put his foot forward. So I do grant him that he is good in marketing for himself, and he is also a great spokesperson for the cigar community. Um, So... Like I was saying, Rocky is a master of advertising and marketing for himself. But I think what I what I kind of like about him is it's it's not what he markets; it's how he does it. So if you notice, a lot of other cigar makers they are they they always involve their family, almost like a humble approach. So you know, you look at La Flor Dominicana. Okay, he uh, oh, what's his name? I can't think of his name. Help me, Mark, who is um, – I can't think of his name for some reason. Yeah, I'm drawing a blank. Uh, but, the, uh, the, uh, the man of the hat. Anyway, yeah. uh, so you got Ernesto Perez Carrillo. He talks about his daughter, Lisette. And on the bands, they talk about they, – they see the history of their family. It's all about this. When it comes to Rocky, he puts his name first, and then you enjoy the product. So if, if you think about it like an artwork, you see the artwork, and then you know the artist will usually sign – like a corner on the back, just to kind of know the name that who actually did it. But primarily, you want to focus on the art. That's everyone else. Rocky wants you to see his name in broad, bold lights and, and colors. And then if there's time, look at what it is that the art is, the artwork that he's made. Uh, it's a selfish type of marketing, but I think it's, it's, it's just interesting. Like you see Rocky Patel, Rocky Patel, Patel. Oh, by the way, we also have this, this, and this. So it's... He's very he's market himself forward ahead of the artwork. If you think of it that way, um, yeah. That's, you see that's what I'm not saying? Like just the way it's not necessarily incorrect because 
like you mentioned the Florida Dominican, like you mentioned AP Carrillo. Yeah. Um, from Alec Bradley earlier in the show. Uh, He's the got his two literally... sons, which he names the cigar after. So it's always like family. Yeah, I mean, Alec old. and Bradley are the kids, you know. Right, it's... exactly. But <clears throat> and it's Rocky doesn't talk about his family. He brings his brother Nish to bring his cigar line. But it, again, it's always like Rocky first. And I think it's selfish and kind of kind of funny. <laughs> no. Actually, if you think about it, um, you know, you've got the Rocky Patel Edge. You've got the Rocky yeah. Patel Decade. You've got the Rocky Royale. Yeah. When he, when he brings in the brothers, it's the Thunder by Nimish. By, right, by Nish. Bold Sam, by Nish Patel. By, you know, right. he, he changes the formula with them, but not himself. <laughs> it's kind of cool it's like so it's fair like even his brothers they get a piece of the pie afterwards like it's yeah, the cigar get... that i made but you know it, his name's attached to it whereas if it's his it's like i'm fucking rocky patel look at my shit by the way i have a cigar it's like, yeah it's yeah the, the, the brothers get the second banana treatment but rocky gets the, <laughs> gets the name first dibs <laughs> which i mean don't get me wrong his company you know and, and it, it clearly it's working but it's yeah, brilliant it's, it's brilliant advertising i just never really thought because i had to really think about rocky and compare it to other families how they come from humble beginnings and you know patron comes his father with a little hammer so it's always some type of little story from humble beginnings there and rocky's just like i i am the shit and i want you to know that i'm the shit and then you're gonna buy my shit and that's the end of it it's just a very bold way of advertising yeah, it's, it brings me back to something Alan told me one time uh, when he first came to join us. He's like, he's like something you say, something that all of you say really bugs me. He's like, you will all the time, all of you will say, in my humble opinion. He's like, fuck that. You're not humble. <laughs> you know, this is <laughs> our opinion, you know. <laughs> Why does your opinion have to, it's your opinion. It's clearly, yeah, yeah I suppose so. It's just a cliche thing that we say. Yeah, but it's uh, it, it's kind of in that same line, you know. It's like it's it's his cigar, it's his name. This is our show. We'll do what the fuck we want. <laughs> yeah, and you think about it, it's like, well, that's really not. I guess I, guess I see the point. I never thought of it that way. That's <laughs> uh, funny. I guess I, I need I like to change it. it to Mark Cigar Tipsters Podcast or I something. Saw, oh, yeah, <laughs> what the hell? My, our names are not that far out there yet. Mark Snyder Jr. And there's some sort of podcast and shit that we do on the side, but primarily it's it's Mark. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going. I'm going to change the whole logo. It's just going to be word art. <laughs> just says Mark, with my name, <laughs> Times New Roman, bold. <laughs> Times New Roman. What is Com- this? Comic Sans. Wait, wait a minute. What is this? Twelfth grade English class. No, Times it's, New it's Roman. Comic Sans is what it's going to be. It's going to look like you wrote it in crayon. <laughs> That's normally how it looks, but I write anyway. <laughs> that would actually be pretty accurate. I got my uh, I got my handwriting from my father. Oh, is that bad? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have either one of us sign our signatures? You can't read a fucking thing. I write in italics for some reason. Everything I write is italicized. It's always slanted to the, for some reason. Like I can't wait to get to the end of the fucking sentence, so I keep writing. Like I don't want to go up. I want to go forward. So, you know, how old are you now? Thirty-three. Uh, okay. So, so we're right there together, but I, you want to blow somebody's fucking mind who's under the age of 28? I mean, you really just want to rape their mind in one shot? Under 28? How am I supposed to do that? No. Uh, did you just just write in cursive? Oh, like, yeah. Like it'll blow their fucking mind. 
it, they're going to look at it and think, I, I don't know how to read as well. And the yeah, it's, days, it's, it's, it's Chinese. called cursive. Yeah. <laughs> they, don't, they don't even teach it anymore. <laughs> that is sad. Like I mean, every once in a while, it, but... every once in a while, I'll do it just to see if, if I can remember how to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you'll look back and like, oh, that's right. And you do. Ha- this is how you make an R and an S and a G. Like, you forgot how to do it. Yeah. Then you're like, mm-hmm. <laughs> need to do it in pencil because you're like, erase. Try again. But there, there's something very elegant about, well, like people who can write really well cursive. It's a very elegant flow. And I, I, I admire people. Yeah, people. I wish I could write that clean. Yeah. People don't think that when I write it, they think. This person is mentally defective. This chicken has autism and he's just scratching the shit out of this paper. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> it, it, it honestly looks like I'm still in third grade trying to learn cursive. <laughs> There's a raccoon with Down syndrome and he's got finger paint all over his paws and he's just running all over the page. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be wild to see, wouldn't it? Well, <laughs> I'm never mind. I'm not going to. Please, please direct all hate mail directly to them. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not trying to put people down. It's, I don't know. It just uh, that that went a little far for your uh, curse. It's, you need at, help uh, with handwriting. Let's just at that. Mr. Wise Ash. If you would <laughs> right. like to comment on that, <laughs> you motherfucker! I'm, I have a something. I'm sorry. It's just a joke. Okay. You know, just you know people can't take a joke anymore. No, God, God no. They really you gotta apologize for every damn thing you say and do these days. Oh All right. I lost track. Yeah. Uh, uh, yep. speaking Let's of get back back on the syllabus. Uh, actually be talking about um there's a there's again and we go through this seemingly every six months nowadays, but there's a, a new push to lift the uh the Cuban embargo. Uh yeah. Don't don't really think it's going to happen, but they're they're pretending like they care again. Uh, yeah. And we know we know Cuba doesn't give a damn. Well, so I've been I've been reading various comics, people who have visited Cuba and people who live in Europe or Canada, and they've all got everybody's got their own opinion on the situation. And then they mentioned basically since 1996, when Bill Clinton, who made it into law or something about not you know, lifting the embargo, I don't know. Here's the thing. So my viewpoint, having read various articles, I think even if we lifted the embargo, that's not going to fix their problem. They have a bigger problem than just exporting cigars and rum to another country. I mean, they're, they're, their country is run by a communistical state. Yeah, they're, they're, they're communists. You know, they're communists. So I, I'm not so, even if we lifted the embargo and say, okay, you're free to go. Okay. And, and what? You still, they still don't have. I mean, I wrote an article that I read from Cigar I was, I was just kind of reiterating it, but they don't even really have internet access. They have to pay almost a month's salary for like 20 minutes or an hour of data. That's fucking ridiculous that, that we're in this year, 2019, and Cuba can't really access the internet the way most every other country can. And, yeah, and their, uh, their so-called internet is like what we would call two G. You know, right? I was going to say it was like one and a half dial-up, G, basically. Yeah, and I'm, it's like, and and so we're. I don't know why we're so focused on getting this embargo lifted. They need what we need to do is redo another Bay of Pigs invasion, only successfully. You know, and you know, I think even if we were to go down there and say, okay, your communism is down, 
and here's capitalism, it's still going to take two or three generations to get accustomed to that lifestyle anyway. They've been so institutionalized by this communism. Even if we said, okay, now you're capitalist, you have a free market, go do your thing. They wouldn't know what the hell to do anyway. They have no practice in it. No, you're talking about a country that's literally still in the 1950s. Yeah. Maybe the the cars they drive are 57 Chevys. And yeah, Yeah. they're still very, I mean, I think they modernized a little bit. But man, it's, you know, like just having things like clean water and a sewage system and internet and just basic amenities that the rest of the world has. And they don't. It's like that's that to me is a much bigger economic issue than people. And most people are commenting, oh, I've tried Cuban cigars. They have a tight draw. I wouldn't worry about the cigars like influencing and taking over market share from Nicaragua and Honduras and Dominican Republic. I I am not I would not be concerned even if we said, okay, you can import all the Cuban cigars you want. That's the least of our concerns with Cuba. Half the half the tobacco Cuba's importing half their tobacco at this point anyway. Yeah. And Europe's not keeping even... them in business because they don't have uh, yeah. an embargo on them. So it's not that they're going out of business about it. And it's like, I, I wouldn't worry about the quality of the tobacco from Cuba. I'd worry about, hey, can these people order food? <laughs> can, they, can they watch television? Can they go to a public event without armed guards outside? Can, you know, uh, do they, can they have their curfew lifted and go outside later than 10 o'clock? You know, I mean, these these are things they not, that Cuba should focus on. Can they not shit in the hole in the ground? You know, those kinds yeah. of things. Yeah, can they have indoor plumbing? Like, I, I would I would focus more on that than worrying about the rum and the quality of the cigars that come from there. I, I wouldn't worry about it. Yeah, there, uh, there's humanitarian issues that mean a yeah. little more than... Now, I've never been know, to like, Cuba. I'm on a question number two. Right, I think someday... I, if God willing, I would just, I want to go down there and just see it if I can, you know, maybe when it's yeah. safer, just to, just to say that I visited and see what's going on. But I just, maybe all these when people, my, uh, tans a little better and I don't look so white. Uh, perhaps. Yeah. I think you'd blend in with the hat and everything. You look Cuban. You, you, and your name's Mark. We call you Mark Cuban. I just, I just change it to Marcos. Mark. <laughs> Marcos. <laughs> and now. You're instantly Cuban. Uh, no hablo the Espanol? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> mm, speak, I just, in, speak into my magic box. It will tell me what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just... I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, it, truthfully, I mean, it, it's just one of those uh, soapbox political stumps that they pull out every now and then when they need something to talk and about. Then there's that, who is the hell is it that, that female that's running in 2020 that says she's going to make... The Cuban embargo lift uh, part of the uh, part of her topics of conversations. I just don't worry about the Cuban embargo right now. There, I think there are more pressing issues. We got a madman, a, a what's his, what do they call him? A uh, some Brutus backstabber as a president right now who's trying to build a fucking wall. I think that's a more pressing issue than worrying about you know whether we place invoice orders for more cigars from cuba i think that should be that's like on the page number 10 compared to the shit we have to deal with first i just want to build a wall around my house <laughs> just to no, make your own country no, like one, Peter no, Griffin one, did. no one gets in but the amazon prime delivery guy <laughs> that's it he's the only one allowed oh and cigar bid yeah yeah, uh, yeah that's right too. well that they, well you know anything ups they can come in anything yeah. ups come on in. basic stuff but nobody else can piss off yeah, the Pretoria, I believe it was called in Family Guy. <laughs> That's right, Pretoria. <laughs> I forgot. Uh, all right. 
So, and, uh, I see you also wrote on here, you want to talk about... That asshole Cam Newton. <laughs> <laughs> so you can... You can no, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, but he, he is opening up a, a cigar... Has opened up a cigar shop in He Atlanta. has. So what are um, your thoughts? Have you, have you read... You've seen the website and what, read online and all this stuff? Yeah, um, and there's a... If anybody out there it. in internet land wants, wants to look at it, ESPN made an article about it, and they've got some pictures of the shop, which... Quite honestly, it doesn't look that fancy for the prices that he's charging for it. It, it I, like the basic page on the website. It, it does look nice, uh, like a giant living room is how it looks to me. And but I, I get the feeling he built it for like only his rich NFL friends. Yeah, and I their mean, families. it's literally, I think, a place for him, like you said, him to hang out and for him to have dinner parties with this. He built a big ass man cave, which he could do at his own house. He just put it in a separate box of a, of a store. Because and, for uh, normal people like you and me, it's like the cheapest way to get in is like three hundred bucks, and that's not even. I'm not paying three hundred. I mean, if I'm going to pay three hundred dollars, I'll go to fucking Davidoff Lounge and get food delivered. I, you know, and and at least have a membership for a year or something. I don't know. But yeah, it's I mean, just, it's just I, or I just order three hundred dollars worth of cigars and tell everybody to fuck off. Oh yeah. You know, a cigar bid, $300, you can get a lot of cigars that way. Yeah, I'd, I'd have a year supply. I mean, I don't know. It's just like, it is a for the elite. And if that's what he wants to do, it's his money. I just like, he's just throwing, I mean, yeah. about this way, he's like, between him and I think there's some, there are athletes that enjoy cigars. Um, but I would not expect Cam Newton to open up a cigar lounge restaurant. I just, I, you know, Ray Lewis, I can see Michael Jordan. I can yeah, see somebody with some better, experience in cigars, better name but, recognition. Look at his profile picture. I'll punch him right in the mug. I mean, Cam Newton's marginally famous. I mean, he is famous and I'm sure he's a nice guy in person. Nah, I think what it is, I'm just jealous that if, I bet you if I could afford to go there, I, I probably would. Just because yeah, if I had the, that's, I'm pissed off because I can't get in. This is the poor person speaking. <laughs> the lamentations of the of the impoverished. Damn you, yeah. Cam. Yeah. Damn you for taking something so nice and putting it out of my reach. But I don't bitch when I can't get a private cigar line to Davidoff in like Manhattan. And I can't get into there either. So that should also piss me off. But it pisses me off that Cam Newton has this place and I don't. So I'm jealous. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah, literally. I've been in two Davidoff lounges. The one in Chattanooga, which yeah. I was included as part of Tweet Up, and then I've been in the one in Atlanta. And the only reason I got into that one was because I was tagging along with someone else who had clout. <laughs> so you you were coattailing because li- literally, success. literally, I, I went in there in my camo shorts and my t-shirt. It's like it's a miracle they let me in the building. <laughs> did you feel out of place? Yes, I did. <laughs> For one, I was dressed in my normal slouchy way. (laughs) And and number two, it's like the cheapest thing in the place was a room 101. So it's like, damn. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like as high end, high end stuff. I don't know. Um, I do, I do like room 101. I forgot about him. Yeah. It's uh, when when you can find them, they're still out there, which I mean, there's several Davidoffs I like. I just have to budget for them. The Escurio that used, Borrowed from your dad and gave me, <laughs> quote unquote, one one of one of the best smokes I've had in a long time. It was it, it's memorable. There's there's something about certain cigars, and there are some that 
you it just leaves an impression like it's just above average quality so you have some cigars like oh this is nice this is a good cigar and then you know maybe six months go by and you kind of forgot about it but there are some that just leave an impression of where you were what you were doing what you were smoking how the you know it just leaves that memory like when i had the rocket patel decade or the escurio it just and and that to me is is the mark of a good cigar when it leaves an impression like i have to find more of this it, it leads you to go get it um yeah we've got not many uh, do that We've got two that we're really looking forward to breaking out at some point. They're they're two Opus X's that we bought back in, or Senior bought them. I didn't buy them, but uh, that he bought back in November of 2013. Uh, Are these like the, you know, these regular Opus X's? They have Opus X Lost City, and there's Angel Share. They have different ones. Let me look, because it is dangerously in the humidor next to me. (laughs) Temptation. If I can get the key. Easy. That's what I get for buying a humidor with a key. You still have your... in this house that's going to steal. It's just you. (laughs) Yeah. I have to keep them on. This one is... Jesus, I can't read it. It's probably the regular Opus X, I would guess. Let's see. Destino Sigla? Something like that? Yeah. I'll have to Google it and see what the significance is, huh. if there is any. But I want to, yeah, be curious um, just to know what five years has done to them. I can only make it better. I I have noticed cigars in general. If I leave them, if I leave them in the humidor even for a brief period of time, somehow it kind of I don't want to say renews, but it sort of comes into it. It's like the burn is a little better. Just something about maybe rehumidifying it or something like that. I can't explain it, but uh, it just seems to be slightly enjoyable. Like the, like the cigar I had the other day. So I'm yeah, up here. Especially if, you, especially if you get them like from cigar bed, I always like to let those rest a little bit. Yeah, because they might have been sitting in a warehouse for a little while. You know, they got thousands of orders to fill. So if you put it in your humidor for a week, two weeks, maybe a month, I don't know how long you want to set them there. And they sort of relax and back yeah. into its original form, you know, uh, rehumidify, whatever you want to call it. But, um, I've, I've noticed that I was, um, I got a, a Rocky Patel sun grown and, uh, in Maine here, it's, it's fucking cold. And, <laughs> <laughs> and so it's like snowing and shit. How cold so, is it? Yeah. <laughs> it's cool. So, uh, what I do is I, I there's this little, stone walkway down my backyard and it goes right to this river that leads behind the house and there's a little chair back there and a little table and i almost never get a chance to use it but i had the cigar and i'm like look if i'm gonna smoke i've just got to bite the bullet and deal with the cold so i bundled up and got a nice cup of coffee and uh you know i had my ipad with me and i was out there you know working on my blog or whatever and i had the sun grown now when you're in a state of either really cold or really hot when you're, when you're not in your comfort zone, you're not focusing so much on the cigar because you're so focused on the elements. Like I'm more focused on staying warm. Uh, but that's sun grown. It, it was enough for me to still enjoy it. It was smooth. The burn was even. It was a clean draw. It was not harsh at all. It had a little pepper to it. But it was a nice, I'll say it, comfortable smoke. I would 
it was one of those where if I, I would have enjoyed it in cold weather, hot weather, under shade, whatever. It was. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a really. It has a five-year-aged Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper, and then the filler is Dominican, Nicaraguan, or Honduras, and I think the. I think it's seven years aged for one of the tobaccos inside. Uh, it was nice. It was, and it was. It was not a one of the expensive lines. It wasn't the Grand Reserva or the fifteenth anniversary of Royale or whatever. You know, it was like a seven or eight dollar stick, but it was well worth it. So, it, yeah, a, a box of those or a pack of those would be worthwhile. Yeah, I've got a couple of them. Are they the ones with the red band? Yeah, and it's still yeah, going. I, if you haven't tried it, setting, it, or if you haven't uh, tried it recently, go try it again. It was. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, you can actually uh, find them on Cigar Bid once in a while. I got a five-pack of them. That's awesome. Yeah. I've got well, a two still floating around. I still haven't tried. And I know I've mentioned this a while back. I still want to try the Durango. Yes, so, I, I'm, I'm interested in that. So. I, I am. And it, it, I can't, I'm not going to judge it based on, like, compare it. because it, And it's not all pipe tobacco that's inside. They use long filler, and then mm-hmm. they, they sprinkle in there. Pipe tobacco, so it's like part pipe tobacco, part long filler. So it's maybe like 70-30 premium tobacco, pipe tobacco. Uh, but, it, you know, it's Cavendish and Virginia blends, and they put uh, – I'd be interested. The reviews look good, and it's unique, and I will not rule that out. I will, I will try it. Yeah, I've been. Uh, I've, I've kind of forgot about them, but I need to actually start looking for one because I'm, I'm curious about that one. They have a lounge, actually. They, have, they opened up a store, I think, in the early 90s. Um, and it looks, it's kind of like that retro, old-school look that, uh, that I seem to like. I think there's one in, is it in St. Louis that they have? Um, they have a lounge. It's, uh, let me take a look here. Where is it? It's in, yeah, it's in St. Louis, St. Louis, Missouri. It's a nice, cool, cool little lounge area. I'd, I'd, I'd be willing to try them. Let's see. I'm checking their website here while we're. Yeah, it's it's nice. I think it's. Packs from seventeen dollars. Let's see. Yeah, they're not necessarily the cheapest cigars. Like for the 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 variety pack is maybe like seventy five dollars to try one of each. Um, I don't know. Yeah, they've got a they've got a two pack that's seventeen dollars. I'd probably spring for that. That's, I mean, you know, eight and a half dollars. That's the price of yeah, a regular I mean, that's cigar. Really. Yeah, that's really not too bad. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd spend that much to give it a shot. It, it looks good. I mean, it looks well made. The wrapper and everything. Like it's still predominantly uh, premium tobacco, you know, long filler. It's just if Colombian mocha and Elmer's burnt peach. Sounds like a bad movie. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, three cherry Cavendish. So who knows? I still, I'm, I'm going to do it. Well, we had to, we had open forums listed on the agenda as the last part of the show, but this entire show has basically been an open forum. Uh, who's going to, who's going to argue? No one. No. It, it goes back to the Rocky Patel conversation. My fucking show. We'll do what we my want. fucking show. Talk what we want. If you have a problem, that's fine. You can file it under G for garbage. Yeah. <laughs> Direct all your complaints to Ben on Twitter. Yeah. So let me ask you. He may or may not read them. I'm good. I, probably not. Uh, there's been, there's been like I've seen a ton of cigar events. There's Big Smoke. There's the one in Havana, Cuba. There's all these places. Have you been 
to one of these major events, paid ticketed events? No. Uh, Tweet-up's the biggest thing that we've been to. I have a chance. If you could go, would you? Do you have a, a preference or a bias for visiting these large events? I'd, I'd do it at least once just to try it um, and you know, just see what I came home with. Uh, I've got a just gather all the cigars and leave. Yeah, basically. <laughs> that <laughs> I makes care, sense. I care less about the people. Just give me the cigars. <laughs> um, but I've got the chance possibly we're, we're working on some logistics to go to IPCPR this year. Um, so if that happens, that'll be the, the biggest thing I've done. But yeah, I mean, I, I'd like, you can to. go with Jerry. Well, that's possibly no what might happen. <laughs> Again, coattailing, but it's successful. that's the that's the logistics part of it. <laughs> yeah, the, the sending of the invitation and the in the, the acceptance of your invitation to tag yeah. along. <laughs> Basically, yes. The, uh, the I, can I get my ass to Vegas conversation? Basically, yeah. I think I think if you get the chance to go, you should go and then write an article on what your experience was because I think I think you'd have a unique perspective on it see what what actually goes on yeah and i mean it's the same thing as like big smoke and stuff like that it's to me i i I do it at least once to see if i liked it and then maybe make something of it at that point but uh yeah it's on the list of things to do i do miss tweet up though the original tweet up not necessarily the last one or two per se but the original ones was a lot of fun yeah the, the original ones were great the last one sucks. Restaurants burn down. People die. <laughs> oh, God, that's true. And we're sitting there eating his food. And in the meantime, look at this. Brother, your restaurant's on fire, and one of your workers died. Like, that's just – I felt bad for the guy. Yeah, it, I, I'm like, was, your food's good, but it's it, over now. Yeah, it's <laughs> your building's gone, and <laughs> you may be culpable in a, in a loss. <laughs> You might be in court for some type of lawsuit. I, yeah, I don't know. C- for civil litigation, OJ it's possible. File, maybe, yeah, it's possible that somebody's gonna. I, I'm, I feel. I'm sorry, brother. <laughs> uh, yeah, but that was that was a lot of fun. The glove fits, so we can't acquit. Did I tell you, like, at the last oh, this one, the last one? I can't remember. So we did a kickball tournament in Chattanooga off in the Rocky. What the, the hell? The, Look out, Mountain. Pick, yeah, look out, Mountain. It was a little park area there. And I got to bribe Pete Johnson to change a call on one of the one of the runs. I wasn't that good of an athlete, so he was like, he goes, hey, I'll change call. I'm here for bribery. So I pulled out, like, I don't know, like 20 bucks in cash. I was like, what do you think? It's fine. Uh, he's safe, and he called it safe. And Matt Booth was dressed in, like, like tube socks or whatever. It was kind of funny. And so he's like, oh, come on. How can you do that? I'm like, I'm sorry. I just, I wanted to change the call. It's, it's like when you were, when you were a kid and you did the homework for the bully. So he'd leave you alone. That's what's happening. And it's just the adult version of the that. adult version. of just involved a little money, but I, I thought it was fun. See, we all have things we waste money on. You, you bribe officials. I bribe Gilbert. It's, it's all in good fun. <laughs> it's all, that's how we get famous. Bribery. Senators and congressmen have been doing it for years. So. Well, it right. has been uh, the Scar Tipsters Podcast. I am Mark. That is Ben. Yep. And uh, we will see you in a couple of weeks. See you in a couple of weeks. This is the Cigar Tipsters Podcast. 